0: Personal sacrifice is the glue that keeps everything together that we've talked about so far. Without sacrifice, there is no community. Welcome to the Wrestling with Faith podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tolliver. Join me as we go on a search for deeper faith and deeper community. Hey everybody, Tacho here. Today we sit in on a lesson given by Joshua Tolliver entitled, In the Name of the King, Why We Sacrifice. Join us as we explore the role of sacrifice in community. So grab a Bible and a notebook and let's dive in. Good evening, Yo Pro. Let's open up our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. Reading in the NIV in verse 1 it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Holy Father, I pray that I can step out of the way tonight. Your holy scripture is read. I pray that it speaks to those who need to hear, that it feeds those who are hungry and that it quenches the thirst that we are all dying for help me to step out of control take my ego out of this and just let your spirit take control I love you Lord I love you Lord in Jesus' name we all said the year is 203 AD the city of Carthage empire of Rome Perpetua was thrown to the ground The scorching sun and blazing hot sand filled her lungs with dust as the crowds chanted around her. The crowds, however, were cheering for her death. She and her companions had been brought to the gladiatorial arena to be killed. They were not criminals. They were not terrorists. They were simply law-abiding citizens who, after hearing the story of this Jesus of Nazareth, had made the lifelong commitment to become Christians. Perpetua's family had pleaded with her. Her own children's lives were at stake. All she needed to do was claim that Caesar reigned above Jesus, and she would be set free. But those words would never leave her lips. Perpetua would not deny that Jesus was not only king, he was king over her life, king over Rome, and king of the world. And so... Like so many martyrs before her and after her, Perpetua was led to her death, where she ultimately voluntarily allowed her captures to slit her throat, the final sign of obedience and sacrifice to Jesus and his church. She was 21 years old. How is it that a mere woman of 21, 1800 years ago could stand so bravely against the Roman Empire Perpetua, like Stephen before her and Jesus before him, understood that the bedrock of our Christian faith relied solely on the simple concept of personal sacrifice. Without sacrifice, there would be no eternal life, no age to come, and no kingdom here on earth. And that's what we've talked about, the kingdom here on earth. That's what this whole season of wrestling with faith has been about building a kingdom, building a community, starting off in season one, where the goal was to become Israel, right? Following the story of Jacob to become Israel, a blessing to all nations. Season two was just about, okay, well, how do we do that? How do we live out the blessing? And we we explored really just the tip of the iceberg about spiritual disciplines and how we devote ourselves to the journey of faith. But this season, I keep asking myself the same question. How does this concept of community changed the actual way that I live day to day? How do I live out these grandiose statements of the guests that we've had on the podcast, the amazing messages that Tacho's had, these larger-than-life themes? So tonight, I hope that we can find the center of it all. Or as Hamlet says in Shakespeare, he says, we'll find the rub. I love that phrase. Hopefully, you'll find that the same fire that burned in perpetua is ablaze in you. We can and we will bring the same glory to God that she did so many years ago. And you may not die by the sword, but you can choose to die every day. Perpetua knew the face of King Jesus, even though she'd never met him physically. So she died a martyr's death in the name of the King. Tonight's lesson In the name of the king, why we sacrifice. I was talking to Tacho about this lesson. And this Tacho really, this lesson does come to you from Tacho and I. Tacho is so great. Whenever I get up to preach, he sends me this great outline. He's like, fill this in with your ideas. And it's like a fully fledged message. I'm like, this is great. Who doesn't want that? It's like someone doing my test for me. It's awesome. No, but we, 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 we converse a lot about what we want this to be like. And these are some things that Tatcho sent me, some ideas. He said that sacrifice, personal sacrifice is the glue that keeps everything together that we've talked about so far. Without sacrifice, there is no community. Let's look, at, let's look back at that scripture we did just a couple seconds ago. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Oh, you're not seeing these slide changes? Oh, it was? Oh, okay, there we go. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. The author of Hebrews could have also said, let us live out the sacrifice of what it means to be a Christian. So tonight, I hope we can bring together this entire conversation. I hope today is, 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 the, uh, is the middle of, of the sandwich when you have a conversation with someone, you know, you, you started off with some encouragement, but in the middle, you got the meat and you got to hit home and we got to talk about some real stuff. And then, you know, the rest of the sandwich is tasty and the bread is awesome and encouraging, right? You guys know that concept, right? When you go and talk to someone, there you go, meat. So I hope that we can leave off though with some easy practicals because I think the whole point of tonight is that to answer the question, how do I live out these concepts in my day-to-day life? I hope you can leave feeling inspired of who you can be, who you will be when you believe that your sacrifice is in the name of the King. So we're going to start off with our first kind of idea, and we're going to keep growing these. And so our first idea is the, is the concept of personal sacrifice. Let's open up our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I've got it here on the screen if you need it. It says, now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. I loved what Matt said on Sunday. So you can actually read this as now y'all, right? You all, that's what they were meaning. You as in plural are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. So I just want to start tonight by saying thank you for being here. Yes, thanks, Stephanie. Thank you for being devoted to our community. Thank you for being devoted to Jesus. We are not whole unless you are here. Let me say that again. In case you've ever been insecure that you're, whether you're loved or cared for, this family of believers is not complete until you sit down at the table. Every single one of us matters. You matter. You are the body, and we are not complete without you. And there's a time and a place for communal commands in the Bible. There's plenty of them. But Paul reminds us here that we all have individual roles to play in community. Meaning we all have personal sacrifice to make. And I think just the one part that I want to highlight, there's so many ways we can personally sacrifice. But the one thing that I want to highlight tonight is the personal sacrifice that it takes to remain devoted to Jesus and your own spiritual formation. That's why last year, last, um, yeah, last year, we opened up this whole concept of spiritual formation because we want to be a ministry that's a place where you can explore your spirituality. You can deepen your devotion to Jesus. But that, all in all, takes personal sacrifice. You know, you could be doing something with that time, but you're choosing to deepen your relationship with God, with your daily prayer, Lectio divina, meaning meditating on one verse at a time, taking time to fast, you're sacrificing yourself, I mean, yourself from eating food, you're sacrificing that time. Coming here, serving, being grateful, these are all acts of sacrifice. So I want to just highlight, before we get into a subject of sacrifice, sometimes it's like, oh man, the preacher's talking about sacrifice Dang it, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna feel guilty about this, about that, I'm not doing enough. That's not what I want to do tonight. I don't want you to feel shamed into thinking something. I want you to know that you're already amazing at sacrifice. Actually, innately, you've been living out sacrifice instinctually since you were like a little kid. How many of you played sports in school? Okay. So, Joey, in order (laughs) in order to be like On the sports team, what is one fundamental thing that you had to attend? Practice, right? Now, what could you have been doing with your time when you were at practice? What's something fun you could have been doing? Sleeping. So you chose to sacrifice sleeping to be at practice. Did you become a better player because you were at practice? So innately, you already understood the concept of sacrifice even before you probably had words to put like, I'm really sacrificing so much to be here. But this Christian concept goes over so many things. You sacrifice time if you played, a, didn't even play like an instrument in school or still does. Yeah, it takes time. It takes sacrifice, but we don't always think about it that way. I'm sacrificing so much because we enjoy it, right? But you are sacrificing. Anybody, did you guys like go after that 4.0 GPA in school and you, you needed to study? Okay. No 4.0s in here. All right. That's cool. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I knew, I knew you would have had a 4.0. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I was all about that curve. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, and, and, and the thing is, is that we, we all understand the concept of sacrifice. Even if you're like this guy, who's like, I'm going to get to the gym early today, set myself on a regimen and get gains. And then he's sleeping. That's, that's my life. Um, but you are capable of immense and awe-inspiring sacrifice. Just take a moment let that sink in. Before we go any further tonight, what you are capable of is amazing. There is nothing different between you and Perpetua who died in the Roman gladiatorial arena for her faith. All you need to, com- all you need to do is commit, and over time you will become someone that your past self couldn't even dream of. But I think that, it's interesting, we came to the kingdom of God because of the concept of sacrifice. One man's sacrifice motivated you enough to make changes in your life, am I right? When you learned about the sacrifice, the sacrifice I've said it too many times now, it's not a word anymore. When you learned about the love that Jesus had for you, where he would lay down his life, it motivated you. Luke nine twenty-three. it motivated you to carry your own cross, to deny yourself. To live out sacrifice. But isn't it interesting that the very thing that brought us into the Christian faith can, wanna be, can be one of the hardest things to live out in the longevity of our spiritual journey. Sacrifice becomes harder throughout the years. It doesn't become easier. And I don't want to blow wind. God will only ask you to sacrifice more the older you get. Am I right, Uncle Roy? Yeah. Now he will bless you, but he will ask more of you. It's interesting. We, it's easy, I think, for us, as we, the longer we are in our faith, to look back at the sacrifices we used to make and think, I just did that in naivete. I was just following orders or whatever. And, and we discount the amount of power that those sacrifices had. And now we live out a different lifestyle in the name of success and money, maybe new relationships. And those things aren't bad. But I think when we stop sacrificing the Lord, I think we're, we're chasing this elusive peace that we think the world has to offer, but it really doesn't. But when you choose to make your personal, your personal devotion to God a priority, you not only bless your journey, but you make a statement to the rest of this community. Because community begins with you. In order for us to build something amazing here, you have to start with yourself. How is your personal sacrifice going? How do we do this? How do we live out this? Because it it can feel kind of wishy washy. You're like, all right, we're going back to the podcast. He's ranting. What are we talking about here? Okay. The simplest ways I think to sacrifice on your personal journey is to remain curious. Just remain curious. Allow your curiosity to pull you into the scriptures. Allow your curiosity to to urge you every day to wake up and spend time with the Lord in prayer. Allow your curiosity to never grow tired of reading the gospels. Allow your curiosity to never grow tired of praying to the Lord, what can I grow in? What What can I learn today? Allow your curiosity to never stop, to allow you to never stop worshiping God for his goodness. If you take time and you sacrifice your desires of how you would love your life to look like and you give it to the Lord, your personal desires, and you say, Lord, you form in me the desires of your heart, the Lord will do something incredible for you. If you remain expectant and curious of all that God can do for you and through you, laying down your personal desires to learn what the Lord desires for you, you will be the man or woman that, the God, that God always intended for you to be. And don't we want to be that? Yeah. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says in his book, he says, who stands firm? Only the one for whom the final standard is not his reason, his principles, I'll add this in her conscience, his freedom, her virtue, but who is ready to sacrifice all these when in faith and sole allegiance to God, he is called to obedient and responsible action. The responsible person for whose life will be nothing but an answer to God's question and call. Keep in mind, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a German theologian within Nazi Germany, and he died for his faith. Your personal sacrifice to devote your life to the journey of spirituality has a rippling effect in this community. It matters. It really matters. So we're going to take some time tonight. We're going to break this up into three three times of reflection. So this first time of reflection is just personal reflection. We're going to take three minutes. We're not talking. We're just taking some time to personally reflect. I urge you to maybe write on your phone some answers. It helps me to whether it's my thumbs typing it out or if I have a pen and paper like Kim and Joey here, this is awesome. Love seeing notebooks, That's great. And Cassie. And I'm not, I'm not gonna name you guys all. You guys are all great. Whoever bought a notebook. But we're gonna take some time to personally reflect. What is one spiritual discipline that excites you? Something that we looked at maybe last season or something that we didn't look at, but what, what excites you? What would your life look like if you fully devoted yourself to growing this spiritual discipline. And no excuses, knowing yourself, okay, what sacrifice would I have to make? Think about that too. What time, what kind of sacrifices would I need to make to my lifestyle to grow this spiritual discipline? So take a few minutes and think about that. But a to capstone that thought that you don't need to be talented to be devoted to God. You don't need to be rich to give to the kingdom. And you don't need any of those things in order to be an incredible, influential member of this community. That leads us into our next practical for tonight, interpersonal sacrifice. I love this quote from Howard Thurman, anybody know who Howard Thurman is? He was uh, Martin Luther King's mentor, said that Martin Luther King always carried a book by Howard Thurman in his pocket. He says, there are two questions that we have to ask ourselves. The first is, where am I going? And the second is, who will go with me? If you ever get these two questions in the wrong order, you are in trouble. We have to know ourselves before we commit to relationships. Let me say that again. You have to know yourself in order for you to give to relationships. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. This is one of the core scriptures from our season because it's so true that without commitment to each other, there will be no transformation, not only in this community, but there will be no transformation in your life. Okay, let me look Let me look at that thought real quick. And let me think about the world's logic. Because you're probably thinking, wait a second. I don't really need people to be transformed. Like, Like, I can go on a run by myself and transform my body. Like, I don't need anyone to transform. Which is true. But when it comes to spirituality and community, your transformation has nothing to do, ultimately, with what you become. It's about who you become to the community. So, check this out. Another way to put this is... Without each other, there is no metric to understand whether or not you actually love the Lord. Jesus says, the first of all commandments is this. Hero Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord with your with all your heart, with all your soul and all your strength. This is the first commandment. Jesus is saying this in a response to some critics who come before us trying to catch him. You know, what is it? let's make him mess up. Let's make him say something dumb. Jesus is way smarter than them. And so he recites the Shema, right? Which was the, the is, Israel's core prayer. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. This is an echo of Deuteronomy chapter six. The Shema would be something that everyone was familiar with. Very hyper-religious theocracy. They all knew what the Shema was, right? And the Hebrew word here for love, pop quiz, anybody know what it is? That's okay. So that's Greek, Agape, but that's fine. So the Hebrew word used for love in Deuteronomy is what Jesus is actually using here, which is the word ahava, right? This is not warm and fuzzy love, but a loyal and faithful commitment to someone resulting in action. So obedience to these laws is not about like legalism to God. It's really about loving and actively listening to God. That's what this prayer would incite. It's about the Israelites loving God where they could more easily listen to his commands and his teachings and guidance. That's why in the book of Deuteronomy, you're going to see listen and love always closely tied. Because to love the Lord is to listen to God. So, but Jesus challenges their way of thinking and he adds on a little bit of a curveball, And he says, and the second, I can imagine they were all like, oh, okay, cool. They all start walking away. And she's like, I'm the second. And they're like, the second, you know what I mean? They're like, what? And he says, and the second is you shall love your neighbor As what? There is no other commandment greater than these. So how do you know you love the Lord with all your heart? Jesus follows it up with a statement. You love your neighbor. You need other people in your life to be a metric of, do you love the Lord your God with all your heart? It doesn't matter how much Bible study you do in your room. It doesn't matter how much prayer time you have. It doesn't matter if you can recite the whole Bible. If you don't love your neighbor as yourself, if you don't have people in your life, your love for the, war, for the Lord is useless. It's a strong statement, but I mean it. Or as this scripture puts in 1 John 4, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love what? One another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Now, this version of love is what? Agape, right? Yeah, that's, so this is agape, which means actionable love right? This is, again, not warm and fuzzy love. This isn't, love you, bro. See you at church on Sunday. This isn't, you know, the kind of warm and thing that we, you know, fuzzy thing we have for a girlfriend or boyfriend. This is the kind of love that urges us to be authentic with each other. The kind of love that makes you sacrifice for one another the kind of love that allows you to see that I've been putting on a false self. Let me put my false self down, which if you're joining us for the first time tonight, Tacho had an amazing lesson on the the concept of false self and true self, right? We all remember that, was great. And we all can, we all learn from that, this amazing concept that it's so easy for us to trust like what we wanna be like and not actually who we really are, right? And you need people in your life to teach you a lot of who you really are on the outside. Now, I still believe you need to have a personal relationship with God. Let me just, if anyone's going down that road, don't. That's not what I mean. But authenticity will lead you to spiritual breakthrough. Robert Mulholland, who's a key teacher for our series, says our cross is the point, our cross, right? The cross we carry, is the point of our unlikeness to the image of Christ, where we must die to self in order to be raised to God in the wholeness of life in the image of Christ, So the process of being conformed to the image of Christ takes place right there at that point of our unlikeness to Christ. What does that mean? When you realize how unlike you are like Christ is when you start your journey towards being like Christ, which is so doable and possible because he paved the way. So in building this amazing community that we want, that we've been talking about for the last few weeks, it will not only take personal sacrifice, it will take interpersonal sacrifice. It will take us sacrificing time for each other, but also sacrificing your own fears so you can be authentic. Because if you're like me, I get fearful of what people are going to think. I've been there. Like, oh man, if I start asking questions, he's going to think I'm dumb. Or if I start confessing, what I really said to my wife in that fight. He's going to think I'm a jerk and he's not going to want to hang out with me anymore. He's going to move to Chicago. No, I'm just kidding. But we have to sacrifice those fears. And I just want to encourage you to, to, it's, it's okay, because let's go back to the beginning. Your love for who you are You're not a puzzle piece in this community that I'm trying to make you look like someone else. You're loved because you are beautiful. You're loved because you are smart and you're strong and you're honorable and you're trying to be like Christ. We're all trying to be like Christ and we all make mistakes. So we're authentic with one another because we're actually living out the truth of community. If you sacrifice your fears, you will build, you will build real relationships. So we're going to take one minute, because we are running out of time, to talk with the person next to you, interpersonal reflection. So together, what is one fear you have of being authentic with those in your life? Just keep it brief. And how do we think we can help you? How do you think we can help each other through those fears and build real relationships? We'll be back in one minute. we'll pull this back in. I was talking to Jamie over here and uh, we were talking about the second question and I think for me how do we overcome the fear? What drives out fear? Perfect love. I think this needs to be a community and I, I think it already is but I think we can always grow in this It reminds each other how loved we are. Brothers, when was the last time that you reminded another brother how dearly loved he is, how much he's cherished by God? Sisters, when was the last time you just sat down with a with a friend of yours and you just told her, you just showered her with encouragement? Let her know that she's beautiful, she's wonderful, she's smart. When was the last time when someone came to you to confess sin? You didn't jump into the Bible. You didn't jump to to, to tell them what to do. Here's a fix it. But you just said, hey, I just want to let you know that you are loved. And your confession to me is not where you were absolved of your sin. You're absolved of your sin at the cross. And Jesus loves you. I think we can always tell each other more that we're loved. And I think that drives out the fear. And these beautiful relationships, these incredible, strong brotherhood and sisterhood that we build leads us into the last type of sacrifice that we will need to make, which is a communal sacrifice. Acts chapter four, I called Tatra today and I was like, okay, I want to talk about community. I do not want to turn to Acts chapter two. <laughs> Just my thing. And, and, and he was like, well, read Acts chapter four. And I was like, I was like, I forgot what's in Acts chapter four. Let's read it. And so I was really excited. I was like, and there I am being schooled. And it's awesome. It says, all the believers were one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in all of them. that There were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land and houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to anyone who had need. The key to communal sacrifice. So what do we have here so far? We have personal sacrifice, which is mean my desires, I'm sacrificing those to be shaped by the desires the Lord has for me, which pulls us into relationships where we have to sacrifice our fear And our time to commit to authenticity with one another. Which pulls us into the community, which we have to sacrifice. God is calling us to sacrifice our time, our gifts, and our resources. So we'll start off with time. This is really simple. It takes time. It takes time to be in the kingdom. It will take your time. And there will be times when you will feel tired. So take a rest take rest. God commands it in the Bible. But I just want to thank you for being here tonight. Where's Stephanie? Oh, she was going to, she said you're welcome last time. So I just want to thank you for being here tonight. This is a sacrifice of your time. I mean, you could be watching the newest episode of The Mandalorian, but you're here. I know what I'm doing when I get home. (laughs) I'm going to read my Bible. No, I'm kidding. But being here is a worthy sacrifice. And God sees your actions right now and he honors you. I know there will be days when sacrificing your time is difficult and hard, but do not give up. You have to be here in order to be here. (laughs) Like, it just makes sense. You have to be a part of a community in order to be a part of a community. It's a beautiful thing. It's also really simple and we tend to complicate it. Time is time. Just commit. Commit. Just commit. Now, everyone's commitment will look different at different points in your life. Have grace. Have grace with yourself. But this point is really simple. It's going to take time. It's going to take you giving your gifts. Guys, I think this is a ministry that serves. I love our family. I love our group. When you look out on a Sunday, there are so many people in our ministry who are serving. Any given Sunday, church ends, there's Drew. Wrapping up some cables. Any giving Sunday morning, there's, there's Max and there's Jamie at the soundboard. We got members of the worship team in here who sacrifice hours a week to come and deliver excellent worship so you can be distraction-free, praising God. Savannah is incredibly busy. She's going to go off and get her PhD. It's so exciting. But she sacrifices her time to be here to lead us in worship. And thank you, Mia. Mia, too. Like, we have such a great worship team. Herb's over here. He's not serving on the worship team, but he's serving also in the, what's it called? The cleaning lady of our service team, And so many more. We've got Bible talk leaders. Raise your hand in here if you're a Bible talk leader. If you're an assistant Bible talk leader. Yeah. We've got people serving in all sorts of capacities. If you're an usher, raise your hand. That's okay. Come on, ushers. Yeah, come on, Kent. Yeah. If you come and you stack chairs, where's Andre at? He's not here. See, my man, it's about sacrifice. No, I'm kidding. But we got a ministry that serves. We've got people here on the tech team who come and sit behind the TV. I'm missing some people, and I'm really sorry if I missed you. But thank you for serving. But don't give up giving your gifts on the altar. We always need more help to make this engine run. We need people to serve in Kids Point. Thank you if you're serving in Kids Point. That's not something that's ever going to end. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're going to stop having kids. You know what I mean? Like, we're always going to need people for kids point. We're always going to need people for the worship team. If you've been given a gift, use it. If you don't know what your gift is, let's go back to point two, authenticity with one another. Ask someone in your life, what do you think my gifts are? It could be hospitality. It could be intercessory prayer. You just call people, hey, can I just pray for you? I don't know when the last time someone just called me and said, I just wanna pray for you. Can we, can we stop what you're doing? Can we just pray? I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome, let's do it. Maybe your gift is just, I'm just gonna get here early. I'm gonna encourage people. I'm gonna be outgoing. I think that's amazing. If you have a gift, God is calling you to use it. I'll read this one really quickly, but 1 Peter chapter four, scanning through this, it says, if anyone serves, they're halfway down, they should do so with the strength that God provides them. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. I just want to lift you guys up. Thank you for serving. It's a sacrifice of your time, but I encourage you that you can keep going. And if you're here and you don't serve, look around at your brothers and sisters. Your team is serving. It's time to catch up with everybody else. It's time to serve. Get up off the bench and get in the game if there's things in your heart that you need to work through in order to be in a place for you to serve, let's go back to point two. Let's be authentic with one another. Let's be graceful. Let's work through it. But let's take our gifts all the way. This last one is resources. Being a part of the kingdom of God will ask you to sacrifice your resources. You know, Netflix asks you the same thing and no one really complains. If you have a membership to any online streaming service, that is a group you're a part of, and you have no problem giving your resources because you know in turn what you get back. The kingdom of God is so much better than Netflix. It takes a sacrifice of your resources in order to be involved in the kingdom of God. Jesus spoke 11 times about money in his 39 parables in the Gospels. He's talking about money. Romans chapter 15. For Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. This is a very interesting point because if you don't know the Greek, you don't know why this point's important, which I didn't know the Greek. Tatcher told me this. Just all credit to him. And Tatcher didn't know the Greek either, but he, he's great at researching. <laughs> so um, the concept of koinonia, right? That's what we've been talking about. One of the definitions for koinonia is a gift given collectively. This word here, contribution, is koinonia. It's the very concept we've been talking about. Koinonia is not just building a community. It's building a community who's willing to sacrifice, who's willing to lay it on the altar. Okay, so about that, I joined a CrossFit gym Where's Michael? Man. My other CrossFit buddy. Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay. My committed CrossFit buddy. So I joined a CrossFit gym, right? And you pay monthly for a gym membership, right? Here's a picture of me working at a CrossFit. Um, why are you laughing? Why couldn't that be me? <laughs> there I am. Yeah, that's me, bro. Um, okay, so I joined a CrossFit gym, a gym, And they allow you, for the first couple times, to show up for free. It's actually kind of nice. In fact, if any of you wants to come to CrossFit with me, Saturdays are always free. CrossFit's a pretty cool community. It gets a bad rap sometimes, but I like it, okay? I haven't seen the effects yet, but that's probably due to my diet, all right? So everyone lay off, okay? I know what you were thinking! You know, okay. No, okay. So they offer you a free couple days. It's actually really great. But it wouldn't work if I just kept coming for free. Let me say that again, you can't keep going to CrossFit for free. Why do you keep coming to church for free? No, 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 like ask yourself that. If you're having a hard time in this season of your life giving, and it's financially because you're struggling, I understand, I just want you to know there's grace. But there's a lot of people in here tonight, I don't know the number, but you have to ask yourself, am I just wanting a free membership? Am I bumming a free Netflix account off of my buddy here at church? I don't want to pay for it, but I love the blessings it comes with. Guys, Jesus talked about money because your money is the, is, is the image of your heart. It's your time and it's your resources. It's you using your gifts in the world and it culminates in a number in your bank account, right? The simple concept is God just says, hey, God wants to know, who's first. And practically that money is put into use to forward the church. It's used to push the gospel to the ends of the earth. This church is incredibly upfront about where we use our money. You can go talk to any elder. Well, there's two. You can go talk to the elders, any board member, and you, you can know, hey, I'd like to know what the church does with our finances. You're a member of this community. You're allowed to know that. If you have questions about where they go, you can answer those questions. But God has a question for you about your dedication to tithing. Don't go to CrossFit for free. I challenge you to give. And I'll leave it at that. Being a part of this community takes sacrifice. But we sacrifice in the name of the king. You had some great discussions tonight. But can you imagine if you were sitting across the seat from Perpetua moments before she was taken into the gladiatorial arena and you're talking about sacrifice and I wonder what she would say to us. I wonder what she would say. So many of the martyrs of the first and second century, I'm not, I don't think you need to die by the sword. You don't need to move to the Middle East so you can be dying a martyr. And we pray for our brothers and sisters all across the world who are persecuted for their faith. But the world will ask you every day, Will you choose to die to yourself and sacrifice? Or will you choose to follow what the world wants for you? And I'll finish up with this. This community is built on the spirit. And I and I think we all mean this. We are so grateful to Tacho and Hannah and the sacrifice they have made. And we, there will come a time before they leave, we will honor them, we will thank them. And we will give them their due diligence. We will break bread with them and we will thank them for all the sacrifices they made. And I am so proud to have stood among giants. He's my dearest friend, my confidant, my mentor, my, my pastor. I mean, he is. He has been everything. My band leader, my workout partner. He's advised me on how to be a better husband. I mean, he's done everything for me and he sacrificed so much for me. And I know we're going to miss them in their leadership. But this Community is not built on its leaders. It's built on the personal sacrifice that each and every one of its members makes. So this community is led by the Spirit. It's not led by Tacho and Hannah. It's led by your sacrifice. So don't be worried because it doesn't take talent to sacrifice. Every single one of us can lead this community in the name of the King is why we sacrifice. Thanks, guys. Wrestling with Faith is a nonprofit podcast brought to you by the Mission Point YoPro Ministry. We'll see you next time.